Hello, my name's Ian Forth, and welcome to Sombrero Fallout, where we listen to alternative music through the lens of intriguing themes. Welcome aboard this edition of Sombrero Fallout. Now, when we first started this uh, particular adventure, the chip on the shoulder, drag everything down, cynical, tall, poppy, choppy, choppy downers. Uh, I'm sure they were all lining up to say Sombrero Fallout. Gosh, that'll never work. Or, or you know, when they're knowing sneers and unfriendly voices. And uh, I'm very happy to say that we have reached the 20th episode uh, tonight. So, you know... Go and go and stick that in your um, your cynical tear it down pipes, you fellows. Actually, I don't think there was anybody um, who wasn't wishing it uh, all the success in the world. But don't let that <laughs> spoil a good story. What have we got in store for you tonight? I hear you ask. Uh, we've got rather an exciting episode. Actually, to be honest, the word exciting does rather. Um, become a little bit generic on these occasions but I am genuinely excited to be bringing you this dream pop uh, edition of Sombrero Fallout in which we'll be hearing amongst others and when I say amongst others possibly this is the entire set list so let's see how the timing goes uh, Galaxy 500, Beach House, My Bloody Valentine, A. R. Kane, The Duretti Column, Cranes, Mazzy Star, Mercury Rev, Sigaros, The Excess, Yola Tengo but we're starting off tonight's episode with a little bit of this
Starting off today's show, that's the Cocteau Twins and Ice Blink Luck from the Heaven or Las Vegas album. And if any band were responsible for the creation of these ethereal soundscapes, scapes, known as uh, known as Dream Pop, I guess the Cocteau Twins are primarily responsible. And you might be asking yourself, or you might not, you might be very familiar with the term, what is Dream Pop? Also known, uh, well, it turned into shoegazing, which might be a... <laughs> Uh, a phrase you're used to, perhaps if you're slightly more English, but dream pop was the American version. And uh, it's always hard just to, to make these up, uh, these these definitions up as you go along, so uh, I've turned to our friend uh, Dr. Internet to, to help me out here. The Guide to Electronica defines dream pop as an atmospheric subgenre of alternative rock that relies on sonic textures as much as melody. Common characteristics are breathy vocals and use of guitar effects, often producing a, inverted commas here, wall of noise. Dream pop tends to focus on textures and moods rather than propulsive rock riffs. Lyrics are often introspective or existential in nature. In the view of music critic Simon Reynolds, uh, the reason I bring Simon into this is because he's someone I actually know. I've had correspondence with Simon really quite recently. We were at uh, we were old pals together at university, except we were both so repressed that we barely spoke to each other in all the years we were there. Although our email correspondence could be published, it's so rich and dense and brilliant. Anyway, I digress. Dream Pop celebrates rapturous and transcendent experiences, often using druggy and mystical imagery. That's according to to Simon. And according to Rachel Felder, Dream Pop artists often resist representations of social reality in favour of ambiguous or hallucinogenic experiences. I do hope that's cleared up what is Dream Pop for you. Here's another song in the Dream Pop genre by Galaxy 500.
was that Dream Pop? I think it was. Uh, it was Galaxy 500. It's brilliant anyway, so worth playing. Mustn't get too uh, hung up on these narrow definitions, must we? Although since <coughs> there's a program around a narrow definition, perhaps we should. So hard to say. That was, did I say this? It was Strange by Galaxy 500 from the album On Fire. Uh, they were on fire when they recorded the album. It's it's absolutely terrific, and I do believe they reformed and um, as Galaxy Five Hundred and were playing again recently in England. I'm very jealous of my friend Guy who went to see them, and I'm still waiting for a report. Guy I did ask for one, so please do uh, do tell me what you think thought about the show. And uh, this this next surely this counts as dream pop. Surely, I mean it's twenty first century. It's not kind of it's not kind of a nineties vibe, but nonetheless, it's fantastic.
Walk in the Park by Beach House. And I think if pop music is, is really good at anything, it's in capturing that bittersweet moment of the end of the affair when, yes, we had a beautiful time, but now we must step forward into the rest of our lives together. Although does that transgress one of the rules of dream pop, which must be about something abstract and not connected to absolute reality? This is proving harder than we thought. However, let, let's just return to the epicenter, the beating heart of, uh, of dream pop. No one, no one anywhere surely can deny that this, this is not just shoegazing, but, but the very epitome of dream pop.
There are those who regard Loveless by my bloody Valentine as the very best album that there is, and I think Bob Mould of Husker Do and Sugar is one of them, and others, and others. Uh, but I actually prefer my bloody Valentine's for, well, for kind of first album. I think there were some EPs which preceded it called Isn't Anything from 1988, in which they, as much as anyone, uh, popularised or kick-started, call it what you will, the dream pop movement that was lose my breath and there's there's something really quite certainly certainly ethereal but uh, quite woozy almost narcotic dare i say uh, about tracks like that slightly in and out slightly um slightly out of tune even um like good stroke bad dreams dream pop and um, where does the phrase dream pop originate from from uh, the coined in an interview i believe by members of the following group. And I'll tell you a little bit more about the significance of this track in the Sombrero Fallout universe at the end of it. Come with me. 
that's a arcane and that's no joke. Uh, there's a few reasons I wanted to play that track. First of all, because that was the originator of the term uh, Dream Pop itself. Alex Ayuli uh, coined the phrase to describe his music and, and that of his fellow band member in, in 1989. That was from the album I. So, first reason. Second, it's, uh, it's got a little track there, which the more observant of you will have spotted or cinephiles, from 2001 A Space Odyssey with a little uh, little track from Howl the Computer in the middle tucked away. Fine, all good you're saying to yourself. How's that of a special interest? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, during the playing of that track, um, I had been pursuing this young lady in January, February 1990. And uh, during the play, I very specifically remember this, during the playing of that track, just as that little 2001 clip comes on, I thought... I've, I've got a man up here, I've got a lurch. So I made a rather um, incompetent and clumsy lurch, which uh, was not entirely rebuffed, uh, which I took as a good sign. And, uh, you know, uh, all these years later, 27 years later, uh, the, the, the kissing continues. So that's good. And we're married and we've got children and all of those things. So uh, usually it's Barry White, and which is recommended for situations like that. But I, I chose a Arcane and the album I and waited till about the fourth track to summon up sufficient courage to, um, to say, um, I'm going to kiss you now. <laughs> I didn't even ask for permission, to be honest. Probably get me in court these days. But uh, what the hell, you know. Hey, careful. I'm not going to say any more about that. That would be inappropriate and wrong. Always ask permission. Even before the most innocent of kisses. That, that's my recommendation. Uh, where are we? Uh, on to uh, the next track from an American version of Dream Pop. This is, this is really rather good.
It shows uh, by Mercury Rev from their album Deserters Songs. And it's one of those albums where the band were actually going to give up. They said, if this doesn't work, then then forget it. But uh, it was a massive hit and they completely restored their fortunes. And they went on for another. They're still performing now. I saw them a few years ago and they were they were great. And I'm sure they performed that track. Uh, it's, it's one of my personal favorites. But it fits within that uh, the dream, the dream feel. Now, here's uh, a couple of female artists from, from either side of the Atlantic giving their particular spin on the genre.
Hearts, Jewel by Cranes, preceded by Fade Into You by Mazzy Star. Sometimes when I listen to Mazzy Star, I think that, that, oh, sorry, I just knocked over my, um, just knocked over the little, the liquid stuff that cleans the screen. I've just cleaned the screen while I was playing that track and, uh, Sadly, it's, worked. it's actually ended up worse than, than I began. It's all smeared now. I do hope uh, perhaps you could write in in your, in your tens and dozens and say, well, what's the best method for cleaning a screen? Anyway, I've righted it now, so no, no great harm done. The, everything's still in working order. What was I saying? Yes, Mazzy Star. When I listen to Mazzy Star, as I do, uh, I'm, I'm reminded of Lana Del Rey. I don't know if you are. And uh, I always think it's a little bit sad, a bit like, Pixies gave birth to Nirvana. One was hugely successful and the other was kind of so-so. A little bit the same, I feel, with Lana Del Rey, who's kind of trademarked that uh, that that uh, that sound that Ma- Mazzy Star. Hope Sandoval uh, perfected and taken it to commercial heights. Well, good good luck to them both. I hope it works out for, for, the, for the two of them in their own very different and individual ways. Uh, next track... Uh, it's one of those albums that's been with me uh, ever since it was released back in 1981. It served me through good times and bad times. I particularly like to start off a lovely, beautiful spring morning, maybe sitting on my lounger, picture me on my decking. Uh, and this is the, the perfect accompaniment for it. And may it be the perfect accompaniment for you as well. It's the magnificent Vinnie Riley and his great guitar work. Um, Dream pop before the words were even invented and sketch for dawn from the album Elsie.
slips away like the first cigarette of the day. <sighs> if anyone's uh, ever captured that feeling of early morning intimacy, I think we all know what we mean here, then uh, then I've yet to hear it. That sketch for dawn by Vinnie Riley's The Dorotty Column from the album LC. And uh, I, I just, I, all I can say is go and, go and buy that album and then immerse yourself in the rest of the Dorotty Column's work. Um, also, I think Vinnie Riley needs needs the money. Uh, he's, he, he's one of his nephews put up a public appeal for funds recently. It's heartbreaking. Magnificent artists like that being reduced. I mean, he didn't do it himself, but reduced to such straits. I mean, what is the world coming to? I mean, surely someone, some banker out there who's listening to this, I don't know if any are, should say, I'm just going to put aside a portion of my funds for artists such as that. They deserve it. From uh, Manchester, England, to the fjords of Iceland.
had a slightly panicky moment uh, during the recording during the playing of that track where is are there fjords in iceland or is that just norway have i made some terrible cultural faux pas 
I'm not sure. Going back to uh, our original criteria, as uh, dictated at the start of the program for Dream Pop, I don't think you can get much more removed from reality than inventing your own language, as indeed did that uh, band. And that's Sigur Ross, and who knows how it's pronounced, but Stadalfer from Igartes Birjun. Not bad. About as close as I think any any uh, non-Icelandic speaker could could hope to get. Um, I've clearly been studying the language some time. I was going to go to Iceland, but I think funds have run out this year, sadly. Uh, obviously, if you want to all <laughs> uh, write in in your thousands and fund co-fund my trip to Iceland, you're you're very welcome. But please, please, we we haven't reached those straits yet. To finish tonight's program of Sombrero Fallout, I thought appropriately. The last track should be Sunset.
feels like you see through me. Sunset by the XX, finishing off this edition of Sombrero Fallout, on which the subject has clearly been Dream Pop. And if you've liked what you've heard, then uh, please go over to sombrerofallout.com, have a look at the uh, blog, go to become, if you're not already, a friend of Sombrero Fallout, and exchange views, uh, news, views, and so forth from around the world. I'm very pleased to say we've had more and more people uh, joining uh, Sombrero Fallout's uh, community of FOSFers. Uh, from all that we had some Indonesian uh, friends joining us, um, p- people establishing flags all over the world, so that's fantastic. And just a little shout out to my uh, middle child, Alex. We went to our first gig together in company of uh, my, my youngest son, Scott, as well. And we saw the National at the Sydney Mile Bowl outside. It was a lovely evening, a great two-hour set from the, from the National last night. Uh, what, what a great way to start your gig-going career. So congratulations, um, Alex. I think, uh, think you've enjoyed it. So it was a very good set indeed. And uh, thank you to the purveyors of all the music which helps populate and socialise this wonderful alternative universe in which we live. That's it for, from another week, uh, another fortnight, should I say, although occasionally it's a little bit more regular than that. Is there anything else for me to add? No. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Sombrero Fallout. Greetings to all of you around the world. We'll be back in another week or two with another uh, fantastic episode, obviously, goes without saying. In the meantime, please stay well, stay healthy. It's a crazy world out there, but uh, let the warmth of slightly alternative music uh, see you through these difficult times. Farewell for now. Separation